How sweep it is. Times two. The Mets swept the Yankees at City Field. They sweep the Marlins over the weekend. They are winners of six straight games headed to D.C. next to take on the Nationals. Max Scherzer will take the hill Monday and then Tuesday. Jacob deGrom makes his long-awaited season debut. And it'll come an hour after the trade deadline. What will the Mets do before Tuesday's deadline at 6 p.m.? Do they add a bat? Do they add an arm? Do they add both? We'll discuss also Figgy's fables on the time he got traded in one of the worst trades in the history of baseball. All that and a whole lot more. It's coming up next on Amazing But True from the New York Post. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. 20s to go. Mets take the field. So amazing. And Canna drives him in, a base hit to right. Vogelbach scores a three-run first inning. Past Rojas into left field, around third. Canna hits for the plate. Throw by Sanchez, skips away from Stallings. Canna scores. Aguilar drills one to left center. It hangs up. Mark Canna's there. That's the ball game. The Mets win. They sweep the Marlins in Miami. 9-3 the final today. A season-high 19 hits from the Mets. Welcome back to Amazing But True, New York Mets podcast from the New York Post. Those highlights you heard courtesy of SNY after the Mets. When back-to-back sweeps over the Yankees for two, over the Marlins over the weekend for three after they'd beat the Padres. That is six in a row. Have a six-pack on Amazing But True. Jake Brown here alongside my co-host, former Mets pitcher Nelson Figueroa. You can follow us on Twitter at Amazing But True, at Jake Brown Radio, at Figgy NY. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. We got a lot to do in a trade deadline edition of the program today, Figgy. August 1st, the time is here. We are two months away from playoff baseball on the horizon. If you're a Mets fan, times are good. Oh, the times are so good right now. This team has won six in a row. This team just manhandled the Miami Marlins. This New York Mets team just swept the almighty best team in baseball, the New York Yankees. This team is getting Jacob DeGrom back on the hill On Tuesday, this team acquired Daniel Vogelbach and played in six games. This team is six and oh in the games Mm -hmm. he has played. Coincidence? I think coincidence. I think not. (laughs) This team has acquired Tyler Naquin and added a bat. This team has Max Scherzer going up against his former team before Jacob DeGrom makes his debut Tuesday. And this team will still make moves before the 6 p.m. trade deadline on Tuesday. If you are a Mets fan, enjoy the ride, baby. You got DeGrom, you got Scherzer, you got the one-two punch, you got Taiwan Walker pitching incredible as a three, you got Bassett and Carrasco pitching tremendous as well. This frontline staff, this entire staff is terrific. 
The bullpen has been good. You have the best closer on the planet right now who is laughing at the Marlins after nearly throwing an immaculate inning. Ten pitches, zero balls the other night. Mets are riding high into D.C. And I want every Met fan right now to just enjoy this ride and be happy that you have a 64-37 and ball club on the final stretch. And it'll all come down to these nine against the Braves this month. 12 games against the Braves might decide this division. But for now, you got to be all smiles if you're a Mets fan. Yeah, that sounds good. But (laughs) reality being what it is, you have to also realize that it's still too soon to be celebrating and planning ticker tape parades, Jake. If you know anything about Mets history, and I know they're on pace, there's 86 type numbers that they're putting up right now, and everything seems great. I want a healthy Jacob DeGrom for the stretch run. Um, That's A. I like the additions thus far. Is it the huge splash that people are hoping for? The Sotos, the Otanis, even though Otani probably isn't moving, it's just checking the market. No, not as of yet, but you know ownership is going to do everything they can to put the best product on the field too soon to be celebrating but they gotta like- do more figgy i we both agree they need bullpen arms we saw the braves do it in the past but for now all i'm saying is ride the saddle every night you got your coaching what, what does I, that mean it means i'm locked in ride, ride the, the saddle. saddle hop on the horsey hop on the horse and buggy i'm watching mets baseball every night because this team is electric right now Oh, there's the word. You love that word. I'll take it. You got to be enamored with this team and the the way they're playing. Um, You go ahead and Subway Series, a huge success for the Mets. Um, You know, even with their backs against the wall, even with Edwin Diaz throwing the ball behind him, still was able to get out of that jam and that scary moment, uh, having to face the best uh, hitter in baseball. And, and, you know, I I laugh now because uh, looking up Francisco Lindor's numbers in the second half, you know, I I didn't think he was an all-star start, but I mean, the RBIs are undeniable. The fact that he has more than he had all of last year, it's the most he's had in his career to this point. And he just continues to have, you know, this elite production. He's batting over 400, 419 in the second half. He's on base nearly 50% of the time. He's just doing all the little things and still flying underneath the radar. Yes, this contract is the biggest one for a shortstop, but that doesn't matter. He keeps playing uh, exceptionally well. He's feeling more and more comfortable every day in a Mets uniform. And the smile is undeniable. I say that only because I looked it up and, you know, he has one home run in like, I think it's four RBIs, you know, six runs scored. Aaron judge has nine home runs since the all-star break (laughs) nine, which is I think more than the whole Mets team, but doesn't matter. It's about wins and losses. And so that's what you love to see is that this team isn't trying to keep up with the Joneses. They don't give a damn about home runs anymore. They're not trying to, you know, win home run derbies. Well, I mean, they were trying, but not during the season. They're trying to play winning baseball. And it's great to see Nimmo, uh, the emotion in the clubhouse, in the in the dugout. You see Mark Hanna showing emotion, which we never saw out of him before. All those guys celebrating big moments, big hits. And that's what this team has done differently this year than last year and years past, it's timely hitting. It's putting the ball in play and making things happen. It's up and down the lineup, not worrying about just two, three guys to carry the load. They do the little things right, and they play smart under a manager who will never get outsmarted, Figgy, and that's the key. Is like they haven't had that. They haven't had this manager who is preaching this high IQ brilliance onto them, 
And it's finally here, and you're seeing it every day. You're seeing what you said, the celebration. You're seeing the team have fun. You're seeing the team run the bases right. You're seeing Mazika Magic, the bunt to third base. That was baseball <laughs> porn. I was I was aroused watching that. I was aroused watching oh, Patrick Mazika bunt to third into the outfit. I was like, where has this been all season? They're doing everything right, and they're getting the pitching that a championship team needs. Of course they need more. you got to get a couple arms. We'll probably have a, you know, if the Mets make some moves, we'll have a an emergency episode for the first time this season drop Thursday morning. So trade deadline Tuesday at 6. They have to do more. They're in the hunt, it seems like, for J.D. Martinez. We'll see what happens with the Red Sox. You know, it seems like the asking price and some of these guys is high, but this is the year this team should be all in for a title. Now that Jacob DeGrom will pitch Tuesday, and I'm here salivating. At Tonight I get to watch Scherzer. Tomorrow I get to watch DeGrom go against these chumps in D.C. in the Nationals, these bums. I mean, the Mets, you know, we talk about winning series. Go out and sweep these Nationals because this five-game set is going to be incredible at City Field. I plan, I'm probably going to go to all five because these every one of these games is so important beginning on Thursday. But, man, this team's good. And Trevor May is on his way back. It seems like he'll be back in the bullpen now. Besides Vogelback and Naquin, I like both hitters. You get... Again, two lefties still need a righty to help J.D. Davis out. And you'll have the law firm in J.D. and J.D. if you get J.D. Martinez, which would be fun. But, Figgy, I don't want to hear Jacob DeGrom and these guys are your act. Like, Jacob DeGrom and oh, Trevor look, another JD. Yeah, there you go. Three J.D.s. J.D. and J.D. and J.D. That's, I don't even think that's a law firm. I don't know what that is. You don't want to hear the old Jacob DeGrom and Trevor May were our pitching deadline acquisitions. This, this team needs a reliable arm, Figgy, because Edwin Diaz, you, you can rely on him, but only for one inning to maybe four or five outs. You need a seventh to eighth inning guy, whether that's a man to play, a puck, one of these dominant arms out there, a bard, a guy with playoff experience. Go get someone, because I think if they do get one or two more arms, it's hard to argue the Mets could be the favorite to win the National League and the World Series, potentially. Well, I mean, definitely they are uh, a shoo-in to get in the playoffs. And once you get in the playoffs in any short series where you have those two frontline starters going for you, um, that that's a, a huge advantage. Yes, uh, Trevor may be nice to have back in the bullpen. He was a guy that was reliable as long as, again, his health is there and the velocity is there, the nasty sliders there. He's a, a tremendous addition. So it's a, it's the first time I think Mets fans are actually like, you know, when you we kept getting the adage, oh, you get these guys off of injury, it's like getting them in a trade. Well, it's the first time you're kind of feeling it and you're like, I kind of like this, you know, and they don't have to panic. They don't have to go and sell out the farm just to get a couple of names in there. The J.D. Martinez, undeniable. Uh, you would love to have him in your lineup uh, against any lefty or righty for that matter. I, I think, uh, yes, you would love to find a left-handed arm. And I love that every week we talk about them, you start learning how to pronounce their names a little bit better. Um, Mr. Puke and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's puck. I think it's puck and not it is puke. Pu it it, it is puck. Yes. But the first time was puke. I think those guys, those guys would be great to have. Again, the more the merrier you find room for these guys. Peterson going into the bullpen hasn't been a huge success. As I didn't love that move. Subway series. I know it's lefty lefty, but then he g gave up the homer to Torres the right. So, I mean, that shows you why they need a lefty figures. David Peterson should be your setup man in a two run game in the subway series. Yeah, no, there was definitely not the, I think, the best time to use him or to continue to need to use him um, to face the righty. And it, they wound up making him pay. But 
It also did make for exciting baseball because the Mets still found a way to win that game. It's a mindset. It's a mentality when you're getting used to being a starter and then you're, you know, busting your butt to be a starter. And then all of a sudden they throw you in the bullpen and you don't know what your routine is. Just not being able to pitch every fifth day and do your bullpens and your side work and your long toss. Now, when you're in the bullpen, you can be called on at any time, especially when you're like Peterson. It might be a lefty on left situation or two lefties coming up in the inning, or it could be as a long man because the starter only goes five. Maybe they use him for the sixth and seventh inning. So I think having that undefined role, it's not easy for a young player. Um, it's something you have to uh, have some experience with. Uh, Trevor Williams is a guy who's had experience with it. That's why I think he does so well bouncing back and forth. If this team is going to compete uh, all the way through the, the World Series. Um, they are going to need, I think, a left-handed guy that they can rely upon who's done it and who will be able to do it later in the games with the big pressure on them. I don't know who the name could be. It might be a name you've never heard before, but the guy has the, those kinds of metrics. And Mets may make a trade, and you're like, oh, who's this guy? Just have some faith. I mean, remember, the analytics department was – um, they, they made it one of the bigger ones in baseball when they made uh, when Steve Cohen took over. You have to have faith in those guys and in the process. And that Buck Showalter, at the end of the day, I believe he still is the one who you know will say yes to any of these trades and say that you know he thinks that guy's a good fit or he may not be a good fit. So I, I still have faith in in what this team is doing and the vision that they have. Yeah, and listen, this team Sunday just had a hit parade. So. I still think they need a bat. The rumor right now is Red Sox, J.D. Martinez for Dom Smith and, and a, you know, a high-level pro prospect. We'll see. It seems like it's Vientos is bound to get traded this week at some point. You know, I think they want to try and keep he's the odd man. Out, he's the odd man out, right? Because you have Beatty still. You have uh, Mauricio, who's still up and coming as short. You still have Francisco Alvarez. Those three cornerstone guys. Um, you can probably hang your hat on that they would be in Met uniforms. That's what the Mets have been clamoring for for the last three, four, five years. Um, Vientos was a nice find, and he's done well. I think he would be the guy that you kind of give up in a trade. Again, prospects, I'm not big on keeping prospects around, and we'll get into that when we talk about trade deadline. I was one of those guys that twice you know, I was thrown in into a trade because I would put up great numbers in the minor leagues, and they thought – you know, I would be able to translate that into the major league level, but you had to have the opportunity to do that. If you don't get the opportunity to do that, or if you falter and you get a guy that can change the course of your, not only your season, but your organization, which happened, you know, in the Kurt Schilling trade where they wound up winning the world series the next year, that's exactly why you give up these prospects and you don't look back. Do we want to save that for a figgy's fable for those at the end? Cause I mean, you get, you gave it away a little bit there. Cause yeah, that Kurt Schilling trade, but, uh, we could do a fable at the end of the show. You got it. We'll do a fable of your multiple times getting traded during a career. But yeah, listen, sometimes you got to make a splash. The Mets made a big splash in 2015 and it worked. They traded prospects. They traded Fulmer, who is now funny enough, another trade deadline candidate for pitching well out of the bullpen this season. Maybe Fulmer comes back to Queens and everything comes full circle. And the Mets go on another run to the World Series like they did in 2015 with Fulmer back on the team. <laughs> I mean, they trade Fulmer to get Cespedes. Cespedes has this unbelievable run that forces you to sign him. Obviously, that signing didn't work out, but the trade did. Cespedes was a big reason that propelled the Mets over the top. Maybe J.D. Martinez, that guy, but I do think you need arms in that pen, and there's arms out there. You're not going to have to trade Alvarez 
to get a left-handed reliever or something. Maybe it's Vientos for a dominant lefty, but bullpen is so important, especially come playoff time, especially with DeGrom's injury history. Will he go seven, eight innings? We know Scherzer will. Scherzer has no problem go seven. He'll take the ball for the eighth. There might be times later in the year at playoffs, Scherzer will even take the ball for the ninth. Luckily, the ninth, Edwin Diaz has locked down and it's been great you're listening to amazing but true jake brown nelson figueroa trade deadline special we are just one day away from the trade deadline daniel vogelback oh big husky he has just been so fun to watch not just run the bases but hit the damn baseball i mean figgy this guy had two hits sunday he had two hits friday well hit thursday it hit in his first game he's you know he's getting on base he's walking he's doing everything right Naquin provides another lefty bat. He, I mean, Vogelback is just great to watch at the plate. Like you just expect like all this dip in his mouth and he's just spitting like peanuts out and just big league chew. Remember John Cruck? Yeah. He's the new school John Cruck. I, he I needs think. to bring big league chew into a sponsorship <laughs> is the key. Yeah. Uh, you know, what you see out of him is when you're in a small market team, being that size, you have to do a lot of things well to stay around because the first thing that people always point to is, oh, it's, it's his weight. If you just lost weight, if you just did that, he flat out can hit. He's athletic enough. You see how his mobility, you see how he runs. Um, you know, is, is it uh, prototypical? No. Is it, you know, is it game changing or, or season changing? You know, he's a very nice addition that, you know, has replaced Dom Smith, who was struggling so badly anyway. You take what you can get at that point. Naquin's had, I think, 19 home runs was the most he had in his career. But that year, I think he started out so hot. I think he had like six before anybody else. And you started hearing his name all over the place. And you thought, man, this is a, a guy that you can see for the future. He's 31 now. And being 31, that's that pivotal age because you have to you hope to hook on with a team that believes in you. You hope to hook on with a team that has, you know, playoff aspirations. And if so, then, you know, you're a good fit. But again, J.D. Martinez would be that game changer because his bat undeniably over the last 10 years is one of the top 10. Vientos and Dom for J.D. Martinez. Just J.D. You say yes to that? Yes. Okay. I think I would love if they include Vasquez. I mean, uh, we've harped over and over about relief pitching and a bat, but catcher is a problem. You know, Nito has done nice filling the hole, but McCann can never stay healthy. He was hitting 190. I think you need to have a boost at catcher for these final months because, you know, if Alvarez isn't coming up this year, which it doesn't seem like he it may be September, but if he's not going to catch, man, they could if they could get a Vasquez who's a World Series champion. And then you have McCann and Nito as two and three. And then if anything fails, Alvarez is four. And then Mazika Magic as your fifth. Then you're set. I think you wouldn't see Mazika Magic ever again if that's well, the case. A but, couple injuries, maybe. But uh, well, I, I again, I, anything that you can add, and if that you know increases their prospect package, or you know, I'm, I don't think they're going to go too big league guys. And the Red Sox don't want that. The Red Sox are you know not necessarily in rebuilding mode, but. They want to stockpile some prospects and be able to maybe do some things for next year. So, uh, yeah, I, I think you include some other prospects down the line. If the team makes no deals, how do you feel about this team? If, if they're set as is, remember, there's no waiver trade deadline. It's August 2nd. That's it this year. They changed that. You won't see a move in two weeks. No moves. Team as is. DeGrom back. DeGrom healthy. Team fully healthy as is. What do you think? I still think they compete down to the end. I don't think there's a, a, a huge complaint in this day and age of not being a lefty on lefty specialist to get that one big lefty out. They're going to have to pitch anyways. Trevor May 
being that addition. Seth Lugo is pitching much better now. Diaz, undeniably, uh, top three closers in baseball, if, if not the best closer He's in baseball. He's been the best, yeah. I know, but that you know how it is. You have one. Remember, this happened to him last year where it was six blown saves, which is one a month, and Jacob and, and Jacob Brown decided he was – My full name is Jake, not Jacob. He was, the, he was the worst pitcher in all of baseball, and we got to get rid of him for some dunkaroos. Now, all of a sudden, he's blowing trumpets every other day. That is his name, right? Timmy Trumpets? Timmy Trumpets. Okay. The song is Narco, yes. Thank you. Um, I, I think that's one of the biggest things is that, you know, you're seeing more and more of Diaz uh, stretching him out. Uh, this team's winning games. He's being used more. I always worry about being used too much. And then you get to that area. I don't of the, think he's been used too much. I think no, no, when no, he did no, three days saying, in a row. If, but if, yes, if yeah, yeah. you have the Brave series, if you think he's not going to pitch, if, if they have a one-run lead, in five of in a row, Buck wouldn't do it. I know that, but you would hope he would be able to go at least three out of the five. You might see him in the eighth inning for some four or five out saves in that, in that right. series, and that yeah. that's that's the whole thing. So I I always worry about relievers when it starts to get towards crunch time. Remember, we're just touching August now. September is a long month, and they got a bunch of games with the Braves as well. I, I still see this team sitting in a very good position. I, I'm not in, in any way going to be disappointed if they don't give up the farm to get a couple of rental pieces. It would solidify them a little bit more if they just got a couple of uh, relief arms that uh, not that are more. Yeah, I'll say it, more reliable. I, I, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Rodriguez, Rodriguez was a trade for Castro and they both pitched about the same for their respective teams. Uh, and he's had good moments, bad moments. Chasing Shreve isn't the answer. So you need definitely a lefty uh, that you can uh, rely upon. I just realized you're drinking, I assume, coffee out of a home run ice cream, home run apple that they give at City Field. Is that coffee, water? What is it? Coffee. Liquor? Mm. <laughs> coffee. Uh, it's, coffee. It's All right. 10, it's 10 o'clock in the morning, Jake. D- I know. Diaz, 21 innings, 10 hits, one run, two walks, 46 Ks over his last two months. That's just, I mean, just, I mean, he's laughing at hitter. He was on the mound laughing at the Marlins as he should be. And Timmy Trumpet, we have a problem, dude. Oh, oh my God. Is this your second banana of your life? Well, that's why we're going to do a live taste test right now to close out the opening segment. We're going to see. Okay. So to open the banana. So as I told you before the show, that no one knows. Did you Google it? No. I'm going to just do it off the off the dome. I talked to a dietitian Thursday, so I'm starting healthy. So, like, I'm keeping track of every meal. My breakfasts have consisted of my breakfasts. Oh, my, my God. Uh, breastuses, breakfasts. No, not breastuses either. <laughs> and my breakfasts have consisted of egg whites with spinach. What? Uh, so pretty healthy. I put I get spinach. I put it in an egg white. That's how it works. Yes, I, I, and, I got that. Part. And then today I included blueberries with it. So I'll finish my breakfast off with a banana here. Lunch blueberries like, or blueberries? Which did you use? Blue, blue, blue from your Count Chocula cereal. Blueberries, yeah, my home run crunch cereal. Uh, blueberries. Uh, oh. My mom calls the healthiest thing on the planet. Lunches have consisted of yesterday did turkey, swish, spinach on a whole wheat wrap. Swish, swish, swish. That's in a jump shot. And my dinners have either been with salmon with stir fry veggies and grilled chicken with peas what? and veggies. This is a new dawn, a new day, a new life for me. Like, oh my! I'm at God. 229, so we'll keep track starting today till the end of the season. So August 1st, I'm at 229 pounds. My goal by the end of the playoff run 
is to be around 210, 215. So if we'll keep it up to date. So 228 we'll, uh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm losing a pound by the day. I just need to do more. If I hit the gym more with this diet, it's game over for all of you. It's just going to oh, be. Oh, good God. Just call me Slim Jim instead of oh, uh, Jesus. Big Boy Jake. All right. Here's the thing. This one doesn't have like a true opening. Do I open what, it from this side? What do you side? mean it doesn't have? No, the this other side. end. But how do I get in there? You like, push do I your cut nail. this off? You push your nail into the front bottom part of it. At the base of this. Yep. On the base of it. Nope. At the base. Yes. In the front. Nope. The other part. So where this the sticker side. is? Yeah. Stick your okay. nail into that little part of the top. Oh, this takes some work. All right. So stick the nail so you just, in. Yep. You just stick a nail and just rip it a little and then you peel it back. I peel it back. So take the like, whole thing and pull it slice back. Slice a little opening. Yep. Now pull the whole top part backwards. This part. Yep. Crank that soldier boy one time. All right. Oh, whoa. There you go. And this is gone. So I throw this out. Oh, no. I, well, I throw, oh, no, you don't throw it out. You just peel it juices. back. Oh, my God. So this is I, unbelievable. I do this. And then I do the other side too. And just pull it. Yeah. Just, Parts is going to love watching this video back. He's currently in, in Colorado, probably eating some gummy bears, some variety. Uh, yes. See, gummy it, bears. That's what they are. It's like two. I got it Saturdays. So it's two days in. So that means it's ripe. Yeah. Is it ripe. Is it? Is it? Yes. It right, has so, a little bit of golden color to it. So I slowly pull open. Down. Yep. Yeah. That a boy. Yeah. And then you take a bite. Uh, yeah see this looks nasty like this part oh my god this will be the this will be the screen grab for the show <laughs> wonderful you and your uh mr banana all right here we go oh yeah that's it that's the stuff what is the face you look like a baby when you first get fed baby the banana baby food very good i don't know why people enjoy it what i'm gonna try because i didn't get through the whole thing we'll talk baseball while i baseball and bananas <laughs> The new podcast. All right, I'll take another bite and then we'll talk some more baseball. It will make it a show. But Figgy, the Mets have three against the Nationals this week. And God, I'm not salivating at this banana. You might be salivating watching me eat this banana, but I'm salivating uh, no. that we get Scherzer and DeGrom back to back. Correct. It took until August for this to happen. It took April. Let me do the math. May, June, July. We waited four months. We waited for this moment. You waited 31 years for me to if eat a banana. You singing the we Kelly waited. Clarkson song. I'm out. You don't for know the Kelly Clarkson. There like it is. And I'm out. <laughs> Signs out. Uh, now I got to look up the lyrics of that. because That is a classic. Oh, actually. God. Um, oh, I didn't realize you were an Idol fan like that. That was like um, season two, bro. A moment like this. Some people wait a lifetime for a moment like this. Some people search forever. Well, some people waited four months for a moment like this. Buck wouldn't give away how many pitches. I assume he'll be somewhere around 70 to 75, five to six innings. This is going to be fun to watch. I know you're looking forward to seeing Scherzer to ground back to back as I oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. And I think the Nationals are not looking forward to that or they're looking forward to being up to the challenge. That, that's the beauty of baseball. Now, you never know what's going to happen, but I take my chances with those two guys any day of the week against any team on the planet. And um, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to have these guys just kind of feeding off each other, challenging each other and um, continuing to front this staff who, you know, has pitched second best ERA in all of baseball since the all-star break. I haven't lost a beat and they're continuing to get reinforcements and get pitchers back, players back. And it's going to be exciting in Queens all the way through October. It's going to be fun to watch. The Braves will face the Phillies and Braves uh, will face each other Tuesday and Wednesday. Braves are off Monday. So 
your hope is that the Phillies could knock out the Braves one or two, get the Mets another game or two in the standings, because then you get the title tilt. And, you know, the Mets make a few moves. We'll talk about it Wednesday night. We'll drop Thursday morning uh, for the weekend, but starting Thursday. Oh, man. City Field, you better be rocking. You better be packed. Five monster games. I mean, rarely do you have a five-game series, period. I don't think ever. Really, do you have it with a chance, you know, with a division on the line at this point? And we saw that series. Remember when the Mets swept the Nationals in 2015? That kind of put the division away. Cespedes had that big weekend. I was celebrating that. The iconic David Wright fist pump. No, I'm talking 2015. Yeah. Was that? No, no, no. I'm talking the. Yes. No, no, no. I'm talking the series at City Field. That was in D.C. That was in D.C. I'm talking City Field this week in Braves. Man, if they've had a five game sweep. Uh, let's just let's just think about this. Eat your banana. <laughs> you did this. Think, no, no, no. You did this to us last year. You did this to us last year because it was a five game. It was five games against the Braves. You're right. Oh, this is this That's is a right. moment. This is where it all turns around. And I said to you, uh, no, this is where it's going to start to unravel. It has the potential to unravel and unravel, like my banana. And then two weeks into August, it was when you were going out the West Coast and you had the Dodgers and then you had the Giants. And that's where Mets front office said, you know what? Now's not the time. Yeah. Let's that roster wasn't in. as good. They didn't. And, Correct. And no DeGrom and Luis Rojas was the manager in Buck. We trust. Yep. A year, a year later. And you look at things much, much differently. You don't sit there and, and second guess uh, what, what is happening right now in Queens. You don't sit there and wonder because now you're getting Jacob DeGrom back. You're not losing Jacob DeGrom for the season. Uh, at the time, they didn't know that. They said, oh, it'd just be a couple, you know, he missed a start or two. <laughs> and then that turned into the rest of the season. So, yes, it's a much different time in Queens. I think that's what you're looking for is for them to continue to ride this wave. But if they can do it on the ball field as well and not just in the front office, with making moves, they continue to play great baseball and give Diaz a chance to save three to four out of the five. I'll take that. And and you can make sure that keep pushing those Braves back down a little bit because they're going to be contenders all the way to the end. And it seems like we might be saying goodbye to Dom Smith in the coming days. We'll see if a deal happens. If it does, we'll have a show Thursday. Mets, Nationals, D.C. And shout out to Taiwan Walker, who just we keep sleeping on him. He has just been fantastic. I'm only a quarter of the way through, and I'm like struggling to finish it. Take one more bite here. Do you just eat these for fun, but nothing. You just it? eat them. You don't sit there and ponder life yeah, while doing it. Yeah, I'm pondering life, but healthy health. Health is wealth. Coming up next on Amazing but True, Figgy was traded a few times. Once for Kurt Schilling. In a trade that will go down in infamy as Nelson Figueroa created Diamondbacks fans, essentially, with their World Series win. Figgy will talk about the trades on Figgy's Fables on Amazing But True next. Yeah, he's a failure. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the trading block. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back, fans. This is Nelson Figueroa alongside Jake Brown and uh, Figgy's Fables this week. It's a trade deadline edition, and it's happened to me several times in my career. Right at the deadline, the first time it happened in 1998, 
I was in double A, uh, pitching well. John Gibbons was my manager, called me in the office and said to me, hey, I want to congratulate you. You just got moved up to triple A. And I was like, I don't want to go. He's like, what do you mean? I go, we just started playing well. We have a chance to make the playoffs. I was the number one pitcher at the time. I'm like, I don't want to go. I want to keep leading this staff. And he's like, you know, that's great. But uh, then you're really not going to like this. He goes, it's with another organization. And my throat just locked up. I had a lump in my throat. I couldn't hear anything. He kept talking. And it was like, I always tell this story. Uh, it was like Charlie Brown's teacher. All you heard was womp, 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 as he's talking to me. And I'm looking at my pitching coach, Rick Waits, and nothing is registering. And I'm just, I was like, I don't want to go. Tell him, no, I'm not going. Like I signed to be a Met. I didn't sign to go somewhere else. And I said, where am I going even? Because I didn't hear it the first time. And he's like, the Diamondbacks. I was like, I, I, I really don't want to go. He's like, listen, it's been great having you here. You know, you deserve this opportunity. They're an expansion team and you'll get up to the big leagues a lot faster with them. I don't know. I was just always a, a, a team oriented guy where I was like, mm, it'll happen when it happens, if it happens. But I wanted to help this team win. And I, I fought it and, and I said, there's nothing I can do. And they're like, no, <laughs> pack your stuff and, you know, get ready to head out to Arizona tomorrow. And that was alongside Bernard Gilkey for Willie Blair and Jorge Fabregas. And cash um, considerations. Don't and cash consideration. Not for me. I didn't get any of the cash. Four dollars. Uh, it was, it was a, Mc, a McNugget meal back then. Then was the uh, Beanie Baby included? Is the question? Yeah. Right. The uh, then fast forward. You know, I'm there with the Diamondbacks for a couple of years. I go to my first big league camp the next year. You know, things are starting to. There's a reality to the whole big league dream. 2000. I get called up. I pitch in three games. Uh, three starts. I get sent down to the minor leagues to start the AAA All-Star game, do that. And then the trade deadline comes and I'm going, I was going to be there late going to the ballpark. I was starting that day of the trade deadline. And I remember watching SportsCenter came on at five o'clock and it was like three o'clock Arizona time. And I look up and I said, um, I, I see my name go on the ticker on the bottom. And I'm like, I just got traded. And then it wasn't on the ticker for you starting that night. It was for getting no, traded. <laughs> it was for getting traded. Cause but you were supposed to start be the starting pitcher that night. Starting pitcher that night in triple A and triple oh, um, A. Okay. And triple A. And, and I'm sitting there watching this thing go down, uh, you know, for the trade deadline. And it says, you know, of course it was Omar Dahl who, you know, was uh, won 16 games that year for the Diamondbacks. It was Travis Lee, who was their big first baseman, um, great glove, um, you know, always had that power potential. And Vicente Padilla, who wound up uh, having the best career of all of us, uh, was an all-star reliever. And, and those then, three were in the big leagues. You were the only minor leaguer as part of that deal. Right. But at, at the time, me and Vicente Padilla were in the minor leagues together. Vicente Padilla was going up and down um, as a reliever. It was easy for him, like, you know, every you know week or other week when they needed a reliever, he'd go up. Um, but when they made the trade and they had a choice between me and another kid um, who uh, uh, Guzman was his last name. He was a, a closer and he pitched with us in AAA and then went right to the big leagues uh, through like 97 miles an hour, had been missing from baseball for six years, rehabbed his elbow and was having a great year. So they had a choice between him and me. Uh, they took me because I was a starter and I had put up numbers consistently for years. I was the fourth member of this, the, the players I went over to Philadelphia. All three of those guys went to the big leagues. I went to the minor leagues and continued in AAA. Helped that team get to the finals, in the AAA finals. And I remember the day, my last AAA game with the Phillies that year, 
I pitched against the kid who won the international league uh, pitcher of the year. I hit a double scored the only run. I struck out 12 complete game. And after the game, they started calling people up. Like they were like, you know, Jimmy Rollins got called up. Uh, David Newhouse, uh, Newhouse got called up. Two other guys got called up. And I was like, all right, they're going to, you know, wait till tomorrow or something or pull me to. And they didn't call me up. I'm like, man, I came in the shilling deal. I, I did great. I had 14 wins this year and I'm not getting called up. So they didn't call me up right away, but I went to big league camp with them the next year. Having said that, it still goes down. It'll pop up as one of the top 10 worst trades of all time because the Phillies got some, you know, marginal players who didn't have much success. Vicente Padilla, I think was an all-star with maybe shortly after that. Um, and of course, Kurt Schilling went there in 2000. He was an all-star with the Phillies in 2002. Vicente yeah. And, and so in, in, in 2000, it didn't work out for them. Um, they didn't make it to the playoffs. And then the following year, of course, they wind up making it to the World Series. And when you have Schilling and Johnson, that's a tough one-two punch, which is why I always say if you have those two kind of pitchers. And Johnson wound up throwing a complete game. I think in game five and in game six, he wound up relieving. That's just the kind of animal that he was. I think that's what you're looking at with Scherzer and DeGrom. So in Figgy's Fables, these trades that happen, and especially at the deadline, they will be teams that are willing to give up more to get, and it can work out. And Cespedes is a prime example. He got traded, I think, three times around the deadline to try and help out teams. And it didn't always work out. He went from the A's to Detroit, from Detroit to the Red Sox, from the Red Sox, you know, to the Mets. Those trades didn't work out always, but at the same time, oh no, the other way around, Red Sox. And then he went to Detroit, Detroit, the Mets got him from Detroit because that's where they traded Fulmer too. But, you know, that's what you're looking for is that guy that can make that huge impact. The guy that can, you know, make everything, uh, you know, a, a possibility. Cespedes did that for the Mets and, would the Mets be willing to do that now and, you know, create a trade package to get somebody bigger? I think the Juan Soto thing was, as I said before, the Nationals are going to probably trade Juan Soto if they couldn't sign him to over $400 million. And Heyman was on with us and said, no way, he's not getting traded. He still has two more years. And I think the next day is when we started hearing the rumors that Soto could be traded. I would give up everybody because you have an owner who can't afford the Soto deal. And I would give up anybody that they asked for to put Juan Soto and Lindor and whoever else you wanted to put on the field together. Because Soto is that kind of uh, talent uh, at the age of only 23. I think you would snatch him up in a heartbeat. I am still not done with my banana yet. So I still try to find just eat the damn thing. I'm so close to the end. Well, I'll finish it when we close out. Amazing. But true. Next. Let's go cookie. That says goodnight to episode 115 of Amazing But True, our New York Mets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to you, Jake Brown, and to Andrew Hartz for producing the show. Make sure you give Amazing But True a five-star rating if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. What do we have coming up this week? We got a lot coming up this week. So if the Mets do make moves, which with our luck, the move will happen the second I click stop recording. (laughs) And assuming they do make moves, we will likely have an emergency episode drop Thursday, 5 a.m., Hope to record Wednesday sorry, right after you say? the game. Thursday, 5 a.m. 
is doing the show will drop. Oh, we drop. won't. Oh, yes, okay. yes. Don't worry. You don't have to wake up 5 a.m. I, I haven't woke up 5 a.m. since like the Nixon presidency. Uh, and that was before I was born. So that tells you I, I don't wake up at that hour. Uh, but listen, if the Mets make moves, we'll be here. And it's that big five game series. So stay tuned for that. Good week ahead. Let's enjoy these. Let's just soak it in. Just soak in DeGrom Scherzer. One of my roommates moving out. So I'm trying to find a roommate. Had a kid show up to grab our Lego blocks outside the apartment. He said, you're not a true New Yorker until you go through the garbage. Am I right? And I responded with, sure, bro, I guess. Like, more like if you're homeless, yes. But if if you really want these Lego blocks, come get them. He what? technically is homeless because he's not your roommate, right? Yes, yeah, I guess so. He said he has a loft and he needs like a door. So he went through bags of garbage to find, because we put them in black bags because they were taking them away. Mm-hmm. But I guess they take a Monday morning. We did it yesterday afternoon. Pulls up on a bike and he's there after I texted. Now we got rid of them. And he ended up going through all of them and getting into two Ubers. I guess he did an Uber with one half and came back, did an what? Uber with another half. With all these Lego box, I said, bro, I'm concerned for your well <laughs> <laughs> You might want to get a tetanus shot. <laughs> it smelled out there. I hope he showered a few times after. Good but God. yeah, pulled up on the bike. He was like, I know this is kind of weird. I'm like, yeah, it is a little bit weird, but uh, I'm pretty chill. So I won't you call the police. You don't say. <laughs> I'm pretty chill. Uh, yeah, so he nah, went through bro. all, he got all the Legos, and he's, I don't know if he's going to Toys R Us too after, maybe. Maybe <laughs> if they're still open, his Radio Shack's closed down, uh, even though they're tweeting up the wazoo. But anyways, this is Amazing But True. Thanks to Andrew Hart, Nelson Figueroa. I'm Jake Brown, Amazing But True, Jake Brown Radio, Figgy and Why. If the Mets make deals, we'll talk to you Thursday for a post-trade deadline edition slash look ahead to the big five-game series at City Field against the Braves. But for now, Figgy, let's go let's Mets. Go Mets. God, you're so slow. like kind man. of in unison. Just call me Slim Jim.